NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Tonight, the remnants of Hurricane Lee lashing New England and late word tonight that the storm has turned deadly. The massive storm bringing strong winds and dangerous storm surge, waves crashing over barriers, trees down, power outages across Maine. The cleanup efforts already underway. Where the storm is headed next? Back at the table. Negotiations resumed for the first time since auto workers began their historic strike. A new request for a gag order on former President Trump, how he's fighting back, and the NBC News exclusive taking on the issue of age and the presidency. Should there be an age limit? The controversial attorney general of Texas, impeached by his own party, acquitted today. An armed man arrested outside a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. campaign event. The candidate now pleading for Secret Service protection 55 years after his father was assassinated. Serious allegations of rape and sexual abuse against the actor and comedian Russell Brand. One accuser was only 16. His on-camera response tonight. Plus, where have all the humans gone? Why is it so difficult to get an actual customer service rep on the phone? There isn't anybody to talk to. This is NBC Nightly News with Jose Diaz-Balart. Good evening. It has been a long, slow march for the storm, previously known as Hurricane Lee, once a powerful Category 5, the strongest of the Atlantic hurricane season so far. The storm finally made landfall today, just northeast of the U.S. and Canada. These are the powerful winds and rains that whipped up along New England's coast today. You can see this giant tree blown over on top of a police car. And while the storm steadily weakened as it approached the coast, it still set off states of emergency across New England. The storm has now moved past Maine, but left plenty of damage behind. Across the region, more than 90,000 customers are currently without power. Marisa Parra begins our coverage from Bar Harbor, Maine. Post-tropical cyclone Lee, no longer a hurricane, but still packing a punch for New England. High tide boat canvases ripping, you know, falling off and other boats breaking free and smashing into the boats. Starting early this morning, south of Boston, swells of wind-whipped waves were seen battering beaches and hammering homes. Wind got so strong it toppled trees, one crushing this police cruiser. Up and down the northeast coast, dangerous rip currents tearing through the Atlantic. I think the only time I've ever seen swell like this is in the nor'easter in the wintertime. In New Jersey, a desperate search for a missing boater who disappeared late Thursday when his boat capsized in strong surf. Lee, once a Category 5 hurricane just last week, remains the largest storm of this year's Atlantic hurricane season, with cloud bands stretching 800 miles. In Bar Harbor, Maine, fishermen taking precautions to protect their boats and their tools. Normally on a Saturday in September, this would be covered with boats, upwards of 100. You can see most of them have taken to safer waters. 
height of the storm, two lobstermen took this tiny skiff across unforgiving waters, desperate to save their damaged boat and their livelihood. For people used to nor'easters, but unfamiliar with hurricanes, faced with their very first watch in over a decade, Lee's weakening was welcome. Marisa Parra joins me now from Bar Harbor, Maine. Marisa, we now have reports of at least one death from this storm. Yes, we hear a report of one fatality after a tree fell in a man's vehicle here in Maine. You can see the wind still rocking the waters behind me. Across the state, almost 90,000 people are still without power. But the storm is supposed to clear out by midnight as it continues through Canada. Jose? Marisa Parra in Bar Harbor, Maine. Thank you. Today, talks resumed for the first time since auto workers walked off the job in a historic strike against the big three car makers. Jesse Kirsch is along the picket line outside a Ford plant near Detroit. And Jesse, tonight, some hints of optimism. Yeah, Jose, despite the scene out here along the front of this Ford plant, there appears to be some positive news on the negotiation front. In a statement this afternoon, the UAW said we had reasonably productive conversations with Ford today. The company writing Ford remains absolutely committed to reaching an agreement that rewards our employees and protects Ford's ability to invest in the future. General Motors says it also returned to bargaining till today and Stellantis, which owns Chrysler, Dodge and Jeep, says its talks resume on Monday. But notably, the UAW only mentioning progress with Ford and the UAW's president separately took a swipe at Stellantis. And it's worth reminding people, Jose, that while this strike is against all three automakers, the union can make a deal with any one of the big three at any time. Jose? Jesse Kirsch in Wayne, Michigan. Thank you. Former President Donald Trump is firing back after special counsel Jack Smith asked the judge to impose a gag order on what the former president can publicly say about his election interference case. Monica Alba has the latest. He wants to take away my First Amendment rights. Donald Trump lashing out overnight after special counsel Jack Smith asked a federal judge for a narrow gag order on what the former president can say about the election interference case he's facing. And they want to see if they can silence me. Smith's office accused Mr. Trump of issuing inflammatory statements targeting individuals involved in the case. Citing this post on the Truth Social platform last month, where Mr. Trump wrote... If you go after me, I'm coming after you. Mr. Trump speaking to Meet the Press moderator Kristen Welker on another issue gaining steam in the 2024 campaign, age. He's 77 and President Biden is 80. Should there be an age limit to running for president? No, but there should be a competency. Uh, I'm all for the test. You know, I took a test two years ago, three years ago. And as the doctors said, and it was in front of doctors and a whole big deal at Walter Reed, which is an incredible place, and I aced it. I get everything right. Uh, I'm all for testing. I, I frankly think testing would be a good thing. A lot of people say it's not constitutional to do it, but I would be for uh, uh, testing to test to make sure everyone's just fine. But a lot of people say that can't happen because of Constitution. What do you say to people who say it is time for a new generation of leaders? Well, it's always time for a new generation. But, you know, some of the greatest world leaders have been in their 80s. I'm not anywhere very near 80, by the way. But uh, and Biden's not too old. I don't think Biden's too old, but I think he's incompetent. And that's a bigger problem. Monica Alba joins us from the White House. Monica, let's go back to the request for that narrow gag order. An answer won't come for some time. 
Oh, that's right, Jose. The Trump legal team has until September 25th to respond, and then the Justice Department must reply by the end of the month before there's a decision from the judge in the case. Monica Alba, thank you. A reminder, you can see much more of Kristen Welker's exclusive interview with former President Trump tomorrow morning as she takes over as the new moderator of Meet the Press. She has also extended an invitation to President Biden. Republican Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was acquitted today in a state Senate vote. It comes after the House, they are controlled by Republicans, voted to impeach him on 16 charges, including bribery and misusing government funds. Priscilla Thompson was there for the vote in Austin. Priscilla, how did it go down? Well, Jose, the GOP-controlled Senate handed down that verdict after hours of deliberation. Two Republicans joined with Democrats in voting guilty on a number of those 16 articles of impeachment, which included bribery, conspiracy, and disregard of official duty. Now, what's surprising is that it was the Republican-controlled House that originally voted to impeach, but Paxton is seen as a prominent voice in conservative politics, often suing the Biden administration for its policies and someone who was a staunch ally of former President Trump. Tonight, Paxton says that the truth has prevailed and that now his work will resume. Jose? Priscilla Thompson in Austin, Texas. Thank you. In Los Angeles, authorities are investigating why a man showed up armed to an event for Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It's bringing back dark memories of the assassination of his father in that same city in 1968. Aaron Gilchrist reports. Tonight, newly released video of a man being arrested at a campaign event for presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr., his team posting it to TikTok after Kennedy's speech last night in Los Angeles. The campaign saying the man showed up at a door to the event carrying a loaded pistol wearing what appeared to be a U.S. Marshal badge and asking to be taken to the candidate. The campaign alleging that security also found a backpack with another handgun, knives and ammunition before calling police. Tattoos on his arms, neck, and hands, wearing EMT shirt, holding a U.S. Marshal's badge, has a gun on his shoulder holster. L.A. police telling us they arrested 44-year-old Adrian Aispuro. He's accused of carrying a concealed weapon. My name is Adrian Paul Aispuro. This video posted to TikTok back in July. Police say Aispuro never drew his gun or threatened anyone at Kennedy's event. The incident happening just miles from where Kennedy's father was shot and killed during his own presidential bid in 1968. Five years earlier, JFK was shot to death in Dallas, the family's tragic history partly driving RFK Jr.'s request for Secret Service protection, a request the campaign says has been twice denied. Former Secret Service agent Evie Pampuris says those requests could now be worth another look. In the decision-making process of whether or not he should get protection, my humble opinion, I think he should. You have enough factors here showing vulnerability, showing that there's danger to his life. And Aaron, do we now know whether Kennedy will now be getting Secret Service detail? Well, Jose Kennedy's campaign said today that it now plans to make a third request for Secret Service. It's worth noting that most candidates don't get that protection at this point in the campaign cycle. And Jose, the suspect in this case is being held on a $35,000 bail. Jose? Aaron Gilchrist in Washington, thank you. Up next, why it's nearly impossible to get a human on the phone when you're looking for customer service. Does new AI technology make it any better? Plus, a march of heroes, how one high school honored its local veterans. 
The UN Refugee Agency, or UNHCR, responds to emergencies and provides long-term solutions for refugees. They provide aid in over 130 countries, including Ukraine, Syria, Afghanistan, and Sudan, where people are forced to flee from war and persecution at their greatest moment of need. UNHCR helps and protects refugees by providing food, shelter, medical care, and other life-saving essentials. The agency jumpstarts relief in three key ways. They transport core relief items stored in even the most remote areas of the world. They deploy expert emergency staff trained to help in crisis situations. And they transfer funds directly to support the emergency. Because of generous supporters and donors, UNHCR can scale up its response within 72 hours of a large-scale emergency. Your support helps provide life-saving aid for refugees whenever and wherever emergencies occur. Donate to USA for UNHCR by visiting unrefugees.org slash donation. The son of notorious drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman is in U.S. custody tonight. Ovidio Guzman Lopez was extradited to Chicago to face federal charges related to his role in his family's drug empire and the violence stemming from it. This is video of Ovidio when he was briefly arrested by Mexican authorities in 2019. He faces drug trafficking and money laundering charges. There's good news tonight. You know, so often the good news doesn't get as much attention as the bad. So every Saturday we highlight the many people who spread joy and love. These are just some of those stories this week. This is a moment varsity volleyball player Ivoriana Mercer will never forget. That's her, number 11. Now take a look off court. That's her mom, Army Sergeant Courtney Jones, sneaking into the match in Houston to surprise her daughter after serving overseas for a year. Creek High School in Wisconsin, the marching band led the way for a touching display of gratitude, honoring our nation's heroes. Students lined the halls, welcoming a group of Vietnam veterans who all attended the same school years ago. A way to celebrate their service and sacrifice. Come on, a little smile. There we go. <laughs> At Ohio's Cleveland Clinic, an emotional once-in-a-lifetime meeting. That's Daryl Connor hugging Katherine Herman. Thank you. I'm very happy to meet you too. She's a transplant recipient who got his daughter Desiree's heart. The heart is strong, and she is kicking heart in there. And so it is, it's doing what it needs to do. Nothing would have been able to happen without, without that gift. That priceless gift, giving Catherine a second chance of life. And talk about teamwork. In Louisiana, this was the moment the French Settlement Lions basketball team had a victory off the court all shaving their heads to support teammate Remy Kramer, who's going through cancer treatments. They, they really love you, Rem. To Remy and his parents, Scott and Kimberly, that support means everything. When you found out that your whole team uh, had decided to shave their heads, what was that like? 
I'm great. It just felt like we're part of a true family and there's brotherhood. It's just this this solidarity, this outpouring of love from from these young men. It's amazing to know that even through a hard, dark time, that you know you have so much support and love to get you through. You can actually feel that yes. love. Yes. We're all in this together, and we we're gonna stick to it. We're we're a family, and we're gonna we're gonna fight it all together. I'm Jose Diaz Blood reporting from New York. Thank you for the privilege of your time. Good night and stay tuned for Big Ten Saturday night, which starts right now. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners and more all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.